I'm Kendall Ratliff. I believe that you can change your life by trying one thing at a time. You can learn more at my website, tryonething.co, or by tuning in to the Help NSFW podcast. And I'm Johnny Fairplay, reality TV, well, a uh, survivor. And throughout my adventures, I've met a lot of interesting and motivating characters. Johnny and I made this podcast because we want you to unlock your full fucking potential. So whether you want to get a little more badass or a lot more badass, strap in. Join us here each week. It's Help NSFW. Hey, welcome back to Help NSFW. We are joined today by Omar Elkayubi. He is with Give Kids the World which does really great things to help children with fatal diseases and their families have an amazing week together in Central Florida. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. So tell us a little bit more about what you do. So I am the development manager for Give Kids the World um, here in Orlando or Kissimmee, Florida, right outside of Disney World. And as you said, we fulfill um, the wishes of critically ill kids that have uh, a wish to do something in Central Florida. Um, it could be wrestle a gator at Gatorland, have breakfast with Belle, meet Mickey Mouse, go to Walt Disney World, meet Harry Potter, you know, not meet Harry Potter, but go to Harry Potter uh, Wizarding World at Universal, anything that has to do with Central Florida. If their wish is that, we're the resort that fulfills that wish. Not only do they get that wish, but they get a full week here at the Village, um, which is an 89-acre whimsical resort. We celebrate Christmas every week and Halloween every week. Um, basically, you get an entire year um, of experiences in one week for the whole family. How did you get involved in that? So um, I got involved in that by uh, the, the very first time I heard of Give Kids the World. Um, many years ago, I was um, doing a local Orlando um, theme park blog, and they invited us here to come see the resort. And as you do when you come here, you're pretty much hooked right away when you see what it is that that we do here. And um, from then on, I figured I had to figure out a way to, to get more involved. Um, a few years later, I became involved with an event called Hearts of Reality, which is how I met Johnny, um, which brings together reality TV stars um, to raise money for Give Kids the World. So I did that as a volunteer for years, uh, probably about four or five years. Um, raising money personally and also encouraging all the reality stars to do more to raise money. Um, and we progressively raised a, a million dollars over several years in, and counting. That's a and, lot of uh, money. <laughs> yeah, it is. And so it's a lot of wishes. Um, oh, so many wishes. So, uh, from that, um, I was offered a position here at Give Kids of the World when one opened up to basically do what I was doing as a volunteer, um, as a career. So it's been almost four years that I've been here. Um, I, and I do, I, other than Hearts of Reality, I do uh, three or four other events that raise money. Um, our, our 5K, which is in November, called the Gingerbread Run, which is back in person this year, uh, thankfully. Yeah. No one likes virtual um, runs, no. except for this weirdo. <laughs> no, I don't like virtual runs. Oh, okay. No. Well, I, I show up like to where, where the run is supposed to be that's supposed to be virtual, and then they'll be like, eight other people that are also rule breakers and then us eight people have fun running it. That's how you get eaten by a gator. Yes. So gingerbread run is back on. Yes, yes, yes. And then, um, which another event that I need to get Johnny out for, which we've had several survivors do over the years, and actually it's open to anybody is our repel event called over the edge where you get to repel, <laughs> uh, 29 stories off of the Hyatt Regency. Um, so yeah, that face for Johnny. That sounds fun. I mean, come on, Johnny. Denise Martin has done it. Janet, I, Janet has done it. Carolyn has done it. Morgan has done it. It's your turn. I know. I'm a coward. Like it's so crazy. So I I was on celebrity bull riding. I rode eleven bulls. I rode eight for eight seconds. I won celebrity bull riding. Like you know, I beat Vanilla Ice, Rocket Ishmael, so Nitro for American Gladiators. Like all these like men. Your but, legs must have a really good grip. Make sure you pick up all those names there. Yeah, they're, 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 <laughs> but uh, no, but but in but in spite of that, I'm a huge coward, and like like I'm petrified of need. Like when I got my ears pierced the first time, uh, I fainted. Uh, my mom, uh, she had kidney stones. She was at the hospital. She got an IV. I fainted. Like I do. Like today, I got Botox. 
12 what? needles and i am still weak need this very second talking to you and this is like an hour ago <laughs> so heights right there with needles gotcha just petrified stupefied mortified what if the height is helping you escape the needles does that help uh like it's just needles at the top and pillows at the bottom <laughs> No, no, but I uh, I would still probably do it if I felt it could. This is how much Give Kids the World means to me. Okay. If, if it meant raising that much more money, I would do it because like. So we have a soft yes. We have a, a soft yes. A soft yes on repelling. So we there's yeah. the gingerbread run, the repelling. And yeah. what are the other fundraisers you do? So then I personally work on, um, we have, we typically have a golf tournament this past year and the year before we haven't because of COVID. Um, that may come back. It may be reinvented. Um, we also have, for the first time this year, we're doing a Disney convention, um, a pop culture-like convention in September. Um, oh, so that will be coming up. Yeah, we'll have um, some, uh, to name a few, one, Pat Sajak will be there. Um, it's the first time he's ever done public appearances, and he said he would do it as long as it supported Give Kids the World. Um, so he'll be there. Jody Benson, the voice of the Little Mermaid, um, several other uh, technical Disney people, um, past performers from the Magic Kingdom, just all kinds of people will be there for that. So that's a two day event uh, culminating with a private event at um, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge where people can purchase tickets to be there for an after hours event that's just open to a limited number of people. So that'll be a fun event. Um, we have our gala or as we say here at the Village Gala, um, happening in September um, for the first time. Again, everything's for the first time now. We're doing it here at the Village, much like what Hearts of Reality will be like here at the Village for the entire event, um, where we, we found ways to utilize the Village and actually show it off to people who didn't know it existed. So I bet that's great for over. donors. Yeah. yeah, we learned that from when we did Christmas lights last year. Mm. Um, Johnny knows he's wearing a T-shirt. And uh, which I will say he purchased. We did not even we, we didn't even give it to him. He that's how much he loves us. He bought a shirt and everything. Um, nice. I'm, I'm, I'm ruining your bad guy image, Johnny. I know. Stop it. I'm never going to work again. <laughs> First, I do a self-help podcast and then, and then, then I buy a buy a T-shirt. I'm cursing. I could say that you stole it, numbers. but, you know, then that that's not. No. Um, so Omar, I've. um. Sorry to cut you off, but I'm gonna keep going. No, no, no. Um, I've done some nonprofit charity events organizing, and the disappointing thing is that often the amount of work is huge, especially for the amount of money that you raise for events. But looking at y'all's website, um, it really looks like the events that you have embody the values that your organization has about people being together, embracing life, having fun experiences. So um I can see how it would be very good visibly for y'all to have these fundraisers. Do you ever feel like the work uh, is more than the actual money you're getting from them? No. Um, hmm. In some cases, in some cases, and Johnny knows, um, but more often than not, all, all, all that needs to happen is people need to visit here one time and they will do whatever they can do to raise money to do whatever it is that they need. Um, and I think when you start to feel that way, the great thing about being here, um, working here at the village, you know, not just doing this remotely or in an office somewhere, mm -hmm. is that I could just go downstairs and I can see the money at work. Um, and that's what's great about Hearts of Reality, too, for instance, is that we bring everybody here and the, the, the $500, $1,000, $10,000 that they raised, um, they can actually see that in motion. And, you know, we're for the, the past 15 years, we've been rated number one on Charity Navigator oh, because 90, yeah, 93 cents of every dollar goes to the mission. So that's just a testament to what we do here um, on a daily basis. So yeah. that, I hope that answers your question. No, it totally does. And that makes sense. If you can um, get people to see up closer experience what you're doing, our local science center has started hosting a ton of events like rental events, just because if we can get people to see the science exhibits, they'll probably want to be members because you don't know it right. until you see it, how great like the opportunities you're doing are. So it makes total sense. 
getting people exactly and then you can come um you know see the families interact with the families and um really you know you get to see you get to talk to them and they can yeah. tell you you know how great it is it's the little things that we take for granted that the kids can do when they come here um for instance we have a, a, a zero entry pool and we have patented pvc wheelchairs so the kids that don't actually get to swim ever in their lives can get on these wheelchairs and actually roll into the pool with their parents um, can you explain you know, what zero have, entry means because that's really important so that basically is um you can the pool starts from a let's say like an inch and and it gradually goes in so it's like a ramp in a pool right um and so the, the wheelchair can roll into it and gradually the pool gets deeper from from zero to you know three feet or six feet or wherever it is um so that's i mean that's one of the many things we have a splash pad for kids that can't actually um, be immersed if they have um, some sort of uh, condition or you know medical equipment that they can't go into the water they can roll their wheelchairs through that we have uh, four wheelchair accessible rides including a carousel that a wheelchair can actually go on to um, and then a, a very similar ride to like the dumbo ride at magic kingdom that does have a wheelchair accessible um, uh, car that the kids can go on to and then we have like a big um, if you've seen it like like fairs and carnivals the big swing um, we have one of those that that's wheelchair accessible as well and the train ride that we have here so really it's kind of it's open to to everyone and and yeah. and, and that's not always the case even when you go to, to to places like Disney World I think that's great and just thinking about the ripple effects um of of the donors and volunteers that you're working with the next time they see something about inclusive design they might really see the value in something like zero entry which is really important too as everyone's getting older for homes to have so i, I can see how you're touching lives in a lot of ways with what and then you know we, we get feedback from families um i recently have started working on the social media here for give kids the world and just the simplest things that you take for granted on a regular basis you know, when we ask what was your favorite thing and you expect them to say, oh, you know, going to Universal Studios or Magic Kingdom, for them, it's like having ice cream for breakfast or, you know, hour ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, things like, like I said, like going on the carousel, we have a movie theater here. Uh, a lot of times families will say for many reasons, sometimes they can't afford to take a family of five to the movies mm -hmm. um, or it's not the easiest for somebody with a wheelchair. Um, so for them, we have first run Disney movies and universal picture movies, um, and we show them on a nightly basis. Uh, so it's just the little things that we sometimes take for granted. And, and, and even taking a vacation for some people, this is the first time that some of our families have been on a plane or out of their state or anything like that. So it's just, it's it's much deeper than you even think. Like everybody thinks, oh, you know, they, go, they wanna go to Disney and stuff, but it's, it's just, spending time together, creating memories, um, and being away from hospitals and all those kinds of things that, that are detrimental to, you know, life. Like, like you said, like every week they do Christmas, they do Halloween, they do pirates and princess night. Not, and, and, you know, these happen every week. What someone like me doesn't think about is a lot of these kids, it's the first time they've ever had Halloween because Halloween takes place at the end of October. It's cold, you know, a, a lot of them oh. have, have been hooked up to tubes and stuff and, and, and you know, and, and so they can't go out at the end of October. And so they're doing, they're doing a Halloween for the first time. It's just like, just That's imagine, sad. you know, like never doing Halloween. And then when you do do Halloween, it's just like, how cool is that? So, and, and, yeah. and, and hearing the stories from the families and, and you know, it's not just the, you know, the kids that are, that are having these wishes fulfilled the entire family that that's being impacted by it. like you know it's like for a lot of it's the first vacation the family has gone on because they haven't been able to because you know they they've all been bound you know to to where they where they were prior to this and as it, it just the impact just across the board is so it like it just emotionally hits you like so hard like i like i remember the the first time i went to the village you know i was just like you know hey you know i'm, I'm hanging out with my reality friends and then you know we're uh, we were, we're at the village and we're looking around and, you know, there's not a single person that doesn't have a tear running down their eye and, and, uh, and, 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 and they're, they're very happy tears. Mm -hmm. so. 
Yeah. And then and then on the on the other side of the spectrum there, we we also have almost everything we do runs on volunteers, which is why our our number, you know, our 93 cents of every dollar goes into play. Um, so not only does it change the lives of all of these families and the kids that come, but the number of senior citizens that come and volunteer here on a daily basis, oh. it, it's giving them a purpose that they didn't feel like they had before. And, you know, we have some, there's a lady named Marilyn, I always talk about her and she hates it when I talk about her because she doesn't want any sort of recognition for what she does. But she they literally the recognition box on her form. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, we were doing we, during volunteer appreciation week, we were doing um, spotlights on different volunteers. And so I talked to her about it. She's like, no, 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 no. And then, <laughs> finally, I talked her into it. I said, all we're going to do is just tell people what it is that you do. And hopefully other people will want to come do what you do. Just and so she finally agreed to it. But she's here more than a full-time person every week, probably 50 to 60 hours. Sometimes they have to send her away, but she completely runs our, um, what we call Santa's workshop. So where all the toys are um, that come in from Hasbro and she organizes all of them. And it's pretty much a daily thing because we have Christmas every Thursday. So, you know, Santa comes every Thursday and brings toys. And so she, she takes care of all of that. So. And Hasbro is, is Christmas. I mean, yeah. it's legit as fuck. Yeah. Oh no, I've, I've, <laughs> like I have no children, but I've heard of Hasbro. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's not it's not here's you know some checkers. I, I hope you enjoy. <laughs> yeah. One of the pieces is missing. Yes. And the other one's white. <laughs> uh, that's cool too because I I like that there's always if you've got a skill, no matter what it is, there is probably a charity you can help with. So if you're not good with people, but you're good with organizing shit, mm -hmm. there's a charity that can use you. And then, you know, too, we do, um, so one of the other, there's a lots of little things that happen, daily gift giving, where we have volunteers go and deliver gifts specific to each kid every single day. So when mm. they come back, they have something to look forward mm. to, but not only the kid, but their siblings as well. Mm. Um, no but way. Then, the sibling too? Yeah. Yeah. We treat, and this is something that a lot of the um, reality stars who've come here have said, you can't always tell who's who and we don't even really know unless it's obvious um because we treat the siblings the same as the wish as the wish oh. kid the only thing that's different is um the wish kid is the only one who gets a star that's in the castle of miracles mm -hmm. so we have the, which will lead me to talk about that now um we have something called the castle of miracles which is a castle right behind our giant mushroom carousel that's like the centerpiece of of the village so if you if you google give kids the world it's the first thing that will come up you can see that giant mushroom um and in that castle on the ceiling are stars from every single child that has been here um i always get these numbers it's either 1992 or 1995 we were established in 1986 but of, of course the castle didn't exist then um, i'm pretty sure it's 1995 so every single child from then on um, about 8,000 wishes per year uh, has a star on that ceiling. Um, and and it, it continues on. We've built a tower and there's there's all sorts of places, but it's the most impactful place that you can visit here at Give Kids the World because you can really get an idea of how many people have been here and how many wishes have been have been fulfilled. Um, so that that's this thing that's very specific to the wish child, but otherwise, the siblings get treated the same way. Um, they, you know, they can go get ice cream whenever they want. They get, like I said, they get a specific gift delivered to them. And that's because a lot of times people forget, you know, when you have a sick child, that's a sibling. The sibling is sometimes kind of, I don't want to say forgotten about, but the focus is so much on that illness of the child that, you know, they're also missing out on holidays and things with the family and vacations and things. So we treat everybody exactly, you know, the same as far as that goes. It's it's really a, a wish for the whole family. So the siblings get to feel special and then the children with illnesses get to feel like they don't stick out as much. Exactly. Exactly. So it's, yeah, we try to be as inclusive as possible. Um, when and there's fresh baked cookies on bikes going around the village at all times. Hey, we've upgraded. It's a golf cart now, John. Oh, it's a golf cart. Now, it's yeah. It's to sound like Willy Wonka, but just with it is is very with less with fewer hazards with, 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 with less consequences. Yes, <laughs> immensely so less it's, consequences. It's, 
it's funny that you say that because last September, when we decided we were going to do the Christmas light event, we were here long, long hours. And, and so we, we would go around on golf carts and things. And we have these big gates out front um, that, that you can see. And they're like wrought iron gates you can see inside. And a lot of people don't know what it is that we are. But as the lights started to build and you could kind of see them over the fence, I mean, three million lights eventually you could, I mean, you could see it from people were sending us pictures from airplanes, like commercial airplanes. You could see the whole village. Um, There were people standing outside, kind of like Willy Wonka looking in and it's like, what is this? Can we come in? And we're like, not yet. You had to wait until November. You know, for a donation, you can. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, and then, and they did, you know, we didn't know when we did that event, um, it was, we were closed for wishes. We're like, what are we going to do for all this time? And unfortunately mm. laid off. Um, we had 200 staff. We went down to 27 staff. Uh, luckily I was one that stayed on and we were just like, what are we going to do in all this time? So we had this Christmas light event. Disney donated all of their, what would have been their final year of Osborne lights, wow. um, and we put up 3 million lights and invited people in and 91,000 people came in 52 days um, and, and raised a, you know, a ton of money. And um, it just was incredible. It was incredible to see and people now know who we are and, and are more involved. And it just was, it was really great. So, you know, it's, it's, it's really the essence of, you know, what we were talking about today is that, you know, you have a situation that's not the best and you figure out how to make it better um, in any little way possible. And that's kind of the essence of what it is that we do here is figuring out ways, whether it be the Christmas light event or, you know, every wish that comes through just to make that person's life a little bit better for however long you can. I uh, I remember back the first time I, I came to the village and uh I heard the story about uh, how it was uh, founded, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I I've been back you know multiple years since, and I and I haven't heard the the, the founder's story uh, again. Do you mind sharing that story because it's it's it, as incredible as all this is. It's even it's even more incredible that to, to how this began. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so. As Johnny was saying, typically what we do when we bring in reality stars who've been for the first time is they get a, a, a basically a, a history of what it is that Give Kids the World is and how it was founded. Um, so we were founded by uh, a gentleman named Henry Landworth, who was a Holocaust survivor, who actually was in a concentration camp um, and survived. And he became a hotel owner um, here in Orlando and also on the Space Coast. And... Um, he he was friends with lots of astronauts like John Glenn and lots of different people because of the hotel, you know, being on the Space Coast. Was it like and, a Howard Johnson? Yeah, yeah. Movie? And then and then here it was a, a holiday in class, <laughs> which is <laughs> which is still uh, and then here in Orlando it was a Holiday Inn. Which I will say is still one of our biggest supporters, Holiday Inn, that never ended in all the 35 years that we've been here. Oh, holiday Inn. Um, and so he would get requests for, you know, to help with wishes for kids to be able to stay in his hotel so they can go to Disney World and things like that. And he always obliged and always took care of them. Um, and then he heard of a little girl named Amy who, um, unfortunately, because the wish process took so long, she passed away before she got her wish fulfilled. And so he vowed for that to never happen again. And so that's where Give Kids the World was born. And he started fundraising on this on this actual place that we, we are now with one villa. And every time he raised enough money, he built another one and another one. And now we're at 166 villas. Um, they're duplex style villas. Uh, and some of them are uh, multi-story. So we have we can't build out anymore. So now we're building up. Um, but they're all the same on the inside. And several venues and several rides and things like that. So, um, you know, that was, that was Henry, that was Henry's life. He, you know, he survived the Holocaust and just vowed to make a difference in the lives of others. And obviously that has continued. He passed away in 2019 at age 91. Um, and we will, will continue his legacy and, and keep give kids the world moving forward and keep it growing and being able to fulfill as many wishes as we can do. Um, unfortunately, um, we would prefer to not 
have to exist, obviously, because, you know, it's, it's a place where kids who are, have, that have critical illnesses come. Um, so if there were no critical illnesses for, you know, for kids, it would be a great thing, but unfortunately it's not. So we're here to make sure that they get uh, to make those memories and do all the things they want to do. We obviously with COVID, we have not been able to do as many wishes. Um, but things are moving very quickly and actually the wishes are increasing weekly. Every week we're getting more and more and more. We had our first international wish back this week, somebody from Canada. And um, the wishes are more than we can handle for next year. So we're already working on a plan. Um, we never say no to a wish. We just will put the child and uh, their family in a resort and they can still come here for all the things um, that make Give Kids the World special. So we, from what we understand, there are at least 10,000 wishes just from Make-A-Wish next year from all the postponed wishes um, that are coming through. And we typically only have 8,000 wishes a year. And I'm not even including in that 10,000 all of the other wish granters from around the world that we um, fulfill wishes for. So it's going to be an incredible year of, of getting that, you know, taken care of. Sorry for my, all my notifications. Um, we are kind of undercutting my next question, uh, to be negative about it. You know, you're doing about 8,000 wishes a year, almost $7,000 per wish to take a whole family out for the year. Um, their transportation and everything. What would you say to people who feel like, uh, it's nice to make people happy, but that money could be better going to research to eradicate these diseases? It, I mean, that, that is definitely an argument that can be made. Um, but when you see just listening to and hearing the difference that it makes in the life of a child, there are several kids, and I know Johnny has, I think you've met who we call Princess Alyssa, Alyssa um, Piracheski. I never can say, people can't say my last name. I never can say her last name. Uh -huh. um, but she was a child who um, had leukemia. Um, and she was for a long time was the poster child for Give Kids the World um, that we used in all, in all of our ads. And that's why we called her Princess Alyssa because she wore a um, tiara mm -hmm. and um, she was not doing well. And she came to Give Kids the World. Her wish was to come to Disney World, obviously. And um, they didn't give her a whole lot of time to uh, to to live after uh, that diagnosis. And once she was here inexplicably she progressively started getting better um, and they they credit that to you know you can think about it however you want but the power of hope and um just not living in that constant state of you know dealing with a disease or being in a hospital can really change the outlook so just your mindset and being able to um you know just enjoy time and, and it, it, it can Hope is the best medicine sometimes. And I mean, I, I spoke with her, like, you know, I, I heard her testimonial and then, and then I, you know, got to talk to her for a while afterwards. And, and she she went to the village with no hope. Yeah. I mm -hmm. mean, like, like you know, it's just like, you know, hey, you got your wish. And it's like, oh, uh, you know, okay. Like, you know, this is one good thing, but, you know, whatever. And then, like, you know, I, I it was like, you know, like day three you know at the village she's just like hey and then you know and then it it just it she left that week with hope and then she was she was like she goes, you know, i'm not a i'm not a doctor i'm not a scientist she goes if i had not gone there i would be dead right now hope there, happened to yeah. her so. yeah I, I completely agree and for anyone who doesn't think that your mind has that much influence over your body I want everyone to think about eating a lemon like think about a lemon a yellow lemon with like the shiny skin the pits in the skin you put it on a cutting board, you like squish it on your hand to get the juice out, you cut the lemon open and you cut a slice off and you stick it in your mouth. If you're actually imagining that, chances are you're going to feel yourself salivate or you're going to feel your mouth do something because we all know what a lemon is like. If you can make yourself salivate unintentionally just by thinking of a lemon, I mean, there you go. Your body is influenced by your mind. And if that example didn't work, you should still give this organization money and not be heartless. <laughs> Well, and, it, and it's just, it's, it goes back to what we were talking about, even with volunteers, people who have a purpose, you know, that have something, some reason to live, um, they 
they thrive. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Older people, senior citizens that, yeah. that have purpose, um, they're just healthier overall. And, you know, it, it, it's the same thing with, with the kids. They, they don't feel like they're going to, they're, I mean, ultimately they don't, they don't think that they're going to live. They're told, you know, the worst possible news. And then they come here and everything is yes. We never say no to yeah. anything. Um, whatever it is that you want, we find out a way to make it work. And it just changes your whole attitude, really. Um, yeah. And I think that there's giving a, there's them a... stuff that they can do actively. It sounds like that they can be the actor because I would imagine if you're a sick child, there's a lot coming. You are being acted upon mm -hmm. by very qualified and loving people, but you are receiving a lot of stuff and not getting to do much. And as humans, I mean, yeah, it's important to be able to feel like we're the subject of the sentence. We're the one making something happen. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's exactly right. I mean, so so to answer your question, um, it's 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 a different kind of medicine, but it's medicine mm, and, mm, and it does mm -hmm. make a difference. And there are so many kids like that. And but you know, there are just as many kids that don't make it. But mm. a lot of the families, there's a little girl named Cambry, who came here for a wish, and unfortunately, she she had her wish and she loved it and it was great. And during the it was probably a month or so ago. Um, we got word that she wasn't doing very well. I think she was 12 or 13 and, uh, she wanted to come back here for, because she had literally days to live. And the only thing she wanted to do was come back here to Florida and dip her feet in the water. So we brought her here. She came back to the pool and, um, sorry. <laughs> and, uh, how we say hello and how we say goodbye are very important human work. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. you for a good goodbye. And she did. She unfortunately passed away just a couple of days later. So uh, we, we just do what we can do. You know, that's all you that's all you can do here and, and in and and in life really is just do what you can do. I agree. And I would say to anyone who still feels salty about that money could go to research, like what are you gonna do about it? If you <laughs> if you truly feel that way, how much money are you gonna give to research? Yeah. I mean, and and you know, research is great, but you know, that's not gonna help some of the the kids that are dealing with what they're dealing with now that may not make it, you know, through to when that research comes to fruition. You know, it, it's 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 a balance. That's the whole point. You can do something in three months that will take five more years in research. So, you know, yeah. Okay, great. So everyone give them money. Um, that idea that y'all try your best to say yes. Is that how you operate as a person already? Is that an ethos you had to grow into and learn once you started there? Because I, I'm someone no. that my my default is saying no, especially to fun things like live music. Ugh. Um, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to grow the muscle of like saying yes and not looking at the downside. Um, we went to the pool yesterday. I said yes. <laughs> I said yes. She shockingly said yes, <laughs> and I said yes to her bikini. Well. Um, <laughs> So what about you? Did did you adopt that as a staff member or is that how you are? That's how I am. And okay. well, yeah, look at your shirt. It's full of squids. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I have a lot. I have a lot of crazy shirts like this. It's my jellyfish shirt. But yes, oh, um, he, he has a lot of crazy attire that is so freaking odd. like if you don't get a chance to talk to Omar, you can just look at Omar and start smiling because he just That's super awesome it's just happiness is coming your way happy jellyfish so i'm sorry we keep cutting you off no no it's fine um I'll always always say yes i mean it's, it's the power of yes is incredible in so many ways um a lot of times i i may regret that you know okay. you know case okay. in point i was in key west a couple of weeks ago um with some reality friends and we went to um, a bar that had a mechanical bull. And I said, yes. And I jammed, my finger, <laughs> you know, but I had fun and I did it and I'd never done it before. Um, or the first time I did over the edge, I was afraid as Johnny is afraid. And I said, yes. And, and it's just that moment mm. of the unknown that, that it takes to get past that. And once you get past that moment of unknown, now I've done it three times because I know what to expect and I'm not afraid of it anymore. So I think fear a lot of time, fear is just the unknown. And once you get past that moment of unknown, I used to be, when I was a kid, because of my mom, I was always afraid of scary things. 
And so like horror events and things like that. And then when I was an adult, I went to Halloween Horror Nights for the first time and realized I was like, these are just people like me. And now I love it. Now I go to all things horror. Um, I used to be afraid of snakes and I went to Gatorland and um, in a controlled environment, I held a boa and now I, I, I love it. Like I, I love it. He's like, it's just that moment of like realizing they're not going to hurt you. I mean, there are snakes that can hurt you. Don't get me wrong. Um, you don't, yeah. go <laughs> don't, don't play with those. <laughs> but I, I really feel like, and, and I've, I've come to kind of live my life this way is that once you get past that moment of unknown and that little bit of fear and realize it's really not that big of a deal, you can live your life kind of open and, and, and just kind of experiencing everything. And if it's something that, yeah. that you don't love, then you don't do it again. But at least you know. Try it once like broccoli. Um, that unknown. So I think for maybe very rational people, it's easy for fear and the, well, I don't know how it's going to happen to get intertwined. And uh, you're actually afraid. But what you're saying is, well, it just doesn't make sense. How are we going to make it happen? Um, so when you're saying yes to all of these really big plans and goals with your organization, I mean, why, why, do you, why do you say yes when you don't know how you're going to do it? You just, you, you figure it out. You figure how? out, you, you, you say yes, out? and then you figure it out. Um, what, do you, it, what are some of your top ways for figuring it out? Uh, I'm trying to think of a situation where you say yes, and then it doesn't always work. Um, and I'm being a little unfair because I, I'm, I'm on your side with this. And I think yeah, um, yeah. I'm just I trying think to think of a situation. gets rewarded. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it, sometimes you have to say yes and. And, mm. and what I mean by that is it may be a little ridiculous, but we're going to figure out a way to at least get you. And I'm trying to think of an exact situation and I can't at the moment. But what I mean by that is, um, you know, you may say yes to something and figure out a an alternative that's similar, but mm. you're still getting to that, you know, to that ultimate goal. Um, because, you know, sometimes things are ridiculous and you can't say yes completely, but you can, you know find an alternative and try and make it, you know, try and make it work. Yeah. Well, and it sounds like you all are really good at getting people on board. Yeah. And so how do you do that? How do you get all of these volunteers, supporters, reality stars, donors? How do you do it? How do you amass that community? Tell, telling the story of the village. Um, and, and, and if you can get people here to see mm. it, it, it kind of speaks for itself. Mm. Um, but I think ultimately the key to my job and to what we do here at the village is really relationship building um, and creating relationships and friendships with people, getting them involved, making them feel like they're a part of what it is that we do. Um, and it's very easy. Uh, you know, luckily with the village, it's a, it's a place you can visit as right. far as a, a charity aspect goes versus something like junior achievement or you know um raising money for um you know like 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 a disease research or things like they're not tangible things that you can see you know it's going to trade with us but yeah so the the thing about what we do is that we can show you we can bring you here we can show you a video we can we have all these testimonials and you can see it in our social media um, so, you know, in that, in that regard, we're pretty fortunate in getting the story of the village out. Um, and then people love it so much. They want to tell everyone about it. So, um, that's, that's one way that we're pretty lucky. And there's, there's so many things like, you know, like I, I, I'm, I'm blessed to have the opportunity to go once a year to the village mm. and there's so many families there that it's not, they're not there for their wish. They're coming back uh you know either with uh with with the family the member of the family that had the wish or mm -hmm. without under you know bad circumstances yeah. but those families come back and they volunteer year after year because it meant that much to them uh, yeah. Make, and yeah we do something called alumni visits oh. so families that have been here i mean you never get a full wish again um, but you can come for a day, you get four of the, you can have up to four visits per year. 
and you can do everything that we do in that day. So if they come on Halloween, they can come have dinner. They get like a dinner voucher. Um, they can do trick or treating. If it's Christmas, they can go visit Santa. Um, and a lot of times all the families want to do, especially if they no longer have their child with them is go visit their star. That's yeah. the biggest yeah, sure. thing. And again, it's, it's, it goes back to how we take things for granted really that you'd think that people want to come back and they, oh, they want to come visit Santa so they can get a gift. But no, they just want to come see their child star. That's like a connection um, to that child, especially if they're no longer here and they want to go take a picture in front of the villa they stayed in, or they want to visit the places that are, um, you know, that are their memories, you know, that, that they did those things with that child at, you know, whether it's the mini golf course or the movie theater or the garden or whatever it is. Um, and, and that's another thing that we do here and we're actually doing next week is a lot of the venues are dedicated to former wish kids who've passed away. So the Julie Safari Theater, um, the uh, Amberville, um, Mark's Dino Putt. Next week we're dedicating and, and this is different from when you've been here, uh, Johnny, you'll have to come, you'll have to look um, when you're here next inside Amberville where they have the remote control boats, uh, Legoland made over that space. And it's all Lego themed now from the ceiling to the floor. They did, they redid everything. Oh, wow. And so that's going to be named after um, a wish kid who passed away recently named Jackson. Yeah. It's and so, so cool. like, every, every, every single thing is named after a kid, which is like, so I, I, I heard a story and I, I can't remember if I've asked you about this. So um, I want, I don't know if it was two years i think it was two years ago that the guy that we had they said like an a-list celebrity wanted to donate some money uh to give kids the world but he wanted something named after him mm. and it's just like yeah we don't do that it's just like well no i'm talking about a lot of money and and you guys were just like well we don't do that <laughs> however come down <laughs> and and it. hang out and then if you still feel that way we'll discuss it even though the answer is no and then you know that that a-list celebrity came down and allegedly like vehemently apologize <laughs> for, for, for such a shitty idea <laughs> turned a little bit inward now and realized my heart is black as coal yeah <sighs> it's true um <laughs> what i mean what i mean that's true is that i mean that we don't name anything after any sort of company or anything like that so that goes back to Henry. Uh, he never wanted anybody that was supporting the village to do it um, so that their name would be on something. Yeah. So even though our big partners, which we we recognize in annual reports, and there actually is some space um, on in our office level that we recognize our supporters, but you'll never see, even though Boston Market provides all of the food um, or all of the monetary needs for the food, nothing is named boston market it's actually named after um a, a katie's kitchens named after a child um so you, you boston market like, holiday like papa, papa john's was using that as like a training facility yeah it was technically when we were we were partners with papa john's at one point it was considered a um what's the word i'm looking for uh a franchise so it was it was an actual Papa John's run kitchen that we had here. Same thing with Boston Market, like the actual people that um, run our kitchen work technically for Boston Market pre pandemic. Um, we'll probably get back there again soon. Um, same thing goes for Perkins. Perkins provides all of the uh, so it's Perkins, Boston Market. And now we have our own pizza kitchen. We don't really have a pizza sponsor. Um, and then places like Holiday Inn. Davidson Hotels. There's so many people that provide so much of the funding, um, but we they don't they're you know, they're good with not having their name on things um, only only during events and things like our 5K do, do we have naming rights. Um, but that's just that Henry wanted people to do it um, for what what the reason the purpose of it was not to have their name on something or anything like that. Um, and we do we definitely do find ways to recognize them. Um, but there, there's not a big sign that says that when you drive in sponsored by or anything like that. And it's one of the few places that you can actually see, um, we have in, in our, in our, uh, cafeteria, a Coke fountain and a Pepsi fountain. It's one of the only places that you can get literally Coke and Pepsi right next to each other. 
um, and they're both supporters of the village and, and we um, do have that here. Um, so really, if a kid has a preference on what soft drink they want, we have all of them. So yeah, uh, so yeah. So yeah it's, it's, as Johnny said, we did, we don't, we don't name things and uh, not for really any amount of money, but we do, we, I will say we don't turn money down. We just figure out an alternative. So somebody <laughs> wants to give a lot of money. We just say, we can't do that, but we can do this. Say yes um, mentality. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, and, and it goes back to what that. you were saying is like a lot of times you can't, you don't want to say no, you just right. say yes, but we can't do that. We can do this instead. Uh, so it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, offering an alternative really. That's, yeah. that's the way to say yes to everything is if you have to say no, mm. say no, you know, in a way that, that this still saying yes, just yeah. with an alternative. So we've only got you for a few more minutes because yeah. you're off helping kids um, <laughs> with a job that what you do how easy is it to take care of yourself? Because you're so human, you have your limits. I'm sure there are things that that tire you. So is it hard to do self-care when you know that the work you're doing is so important and generally very uplifting? Yes. Um, I, and it's going to sound really corny because it's the thing that people say a lot, but if you really love what it is that you do, it's not work. So you don't, I don't even recognize it sometimes that I'm doing things at midnight or one o'clock in the morning sometimes that just need to be done that I'm thinking about it. I'm going to take care of it because I really don't see it as a job. When I interviewed for this job, they asked me what it is I, you know, what I required in order to take this job. And I said, um, you know, honestly, enough money to be able to support myself. I'm not asking for anything ridiculous, you know, I'll, as long as I can have what I'm making in my old job, I want to be here. And it, it, it really just is about loving what you do. And then you don't realize that it's work. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, you know, no, don't get me wrong. There are moments where I do feel overwhelmed and it's just like a lot going on, but a lot of times you just don't, if, if you love it, then it doesn't feel like work and you don't really feel overwhelmed. And then luckily I've made lots of really great relationships. So even when I'm working, um, it's fun to be around people that, you know, doing events and doing things and, and it, and it, it just feels not only fulfilling, but it, it's fun and rewarding. Mm, nice. So, uh, every episode we, uh, we have, we have a call to action and a, a charity that we like to, uh, to steer people towards. I think it's obvious, uh, that we're going to still steer people towards give kids the world. Uh, I have, I have a link that, uh, that goes to my hearts reality fundraiser. I would be more than happy to provide that for you, Omar. <laughs> Please do. Please do. Um, you can find yeah, that in the comments. Fundraiser. I will say all of the money it all goes into the same pot no matter where you put it. So if you're going to make a donation, I think you should make it to Johnny's page, obviously. Johnny does um, yep, yep, I yep. do not get the money. Yeah. yeah, it goes directly to us. It just it just helps toward his effort of raising as much money as possible so he can be in the top 10 fundraisers. I, uh, and was which, I last year? You were. You were. Is that? Good it, job. Is that insanity? Yeah, I mean, that's, like, that's like, pretty good. I've seen the money that people raise for them, so top ten is really good. I mean, how many how many reality stars and WB stars did you have work, working last year? I mean, like hundred, probably around a hundred that fundraised at least. And yeah, and there were some. I mean, there were. I think our our, our one of our top fundraisers, not our top fundraiser, but one of our top the top fundraiser was like forty thousand dollars. Um, but one of our top raises, fundraisers was Janelle from Big Brother, who just sold the necklace she wore on the show, and it made like eighteen grand. Smart. Um, I know. I know. Because I love it. Yeah, people, people, they find ways. Like he, they're always like, "What if we do this? What if we do that?" And I always, it's another thing. Yes, you know, what? Yes. If, what if I auction this? Like Johnny will say to me, "Hey, I've got this person. They want this signed thing." Yes, you know, whatever I have to do. And now it's become to the point that I kind of am this reality star dealer in, in, <laughs> in essence, because people will, hey, I want an autographed photo of so-and-so for my brother's birthday. Can you make that happen? Yeah, yeah, make a donation. I'll figure out how to get you that photo or that call or that cameo or that, yeah. um, hey, will you, a lot of times Johnny knows this, hey, will you do this video for this Survivor online game? Just saying, you know, congratulations, and they'll make a donation to your page. So it just, 
seconds always, later he has that video seconds <laughs> yeah he, he really is good at that and then he has that donation in seconds too so it just is um just this sharing the story and trying to, to get the word. I've already forgotten what the question was because I've gone off on a, on a What's rant, the charity that you would like people to give money to? Get Johnny's Hearts of Reality page for Give Kids the World, obviously. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we'll make sure that that's in the show notes and yes. on your social media when this drops. Yes. Um, and then a, a call to action, right? So change is hard and self-improvement is hard. So one step at a time is a good way to do things. So like what is one step people can take something that you believe in, either helping kids or helping your charity or helping themselves. Just give us one action step that you'd like people to take. I think just in life in general, figuring out how to say yes and finding yes. that thing that. that, finding that thing that always saying yes and figuring out how to get to yes. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, sometimes it doesn't work or you find an alternative, but you still got to yes in some way. And I think yeah. to doing that thing that makes you that you're afraid of and getting past that moment of fear to get to whatever it is that you want to do. You know, for me, like even with this job, you know, I, it was completely different from what I had been doing in my other job, mm -hmm. but it was like, I, th this is what I want to do. This, this is where I felt my purpose was. And so I, I figured out how to make it happen, you know, and, or, or going over the edge, which Johnny's going to do next year. You know, getting on the edge of that building and looking down, it's scary. Yeah. So you, you, yes. Once you you stand up and you enjoy the the view and 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 realize that you're safe and you can and you can do it. You 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 can see things that you never got to. And I think what makes me the most sad is when I hear people say, "I can't or I won't do that because of what it, like because of fear." You know, I'm I don't want to hold a snake or you know um go on a roller coaster because i'm afraid of that but you don't know until you you try it you just have to get past it and 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 live you know and and that, i think that's what happens a lot of times with all these uh the kids that come here is that they they just want to live and they want to enjoy things like everyone else i love it so guys your action step say yes find something this week to say yes to and if you're afraid Hey, Omar is cheering you on and he might not know you, but I totally believe after talking to you that Omar <laughs> believes in you and wants you to say yes. And I think it can be as easy as trying a new food. Like it doesn't have to oh, be. Oh, yes. Keep it simple. Or Absolutely. wearing a shirt with jellyfish on it. Like, you know, <laughs> well, once you've got your jellyfish on, what the fuck are you afraid of? Yeah, there you go. Exactly. You're set. They can't yeah, smear I mean, and they still eat things and scare people. Je don't be afraid. Yesterday, I was wearing a shirt that had two cans on it drinking a beer, you know, so, you know, today's jellyfish. Yesterday was two cans drinking a beer. Tomorrow will be, you know, who knows? Two cans. Whatever, whatever two you can. feel. About. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much, Omar. This was wonderful. Thank you for what you're thank doing. You. Yeah. yeah. And thank Omar. you for having me on. I knew I was going to love every second of this. You made me cry again. Yeah. That's okay. I've made Omar cry before. So now we're even again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Competition. I'm glad you're even. <laughs> so, okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. Hey, get back to doing what you're doing. Yes. And uh, we're going to go yep. say yes over here. Yep. Give kids right. the world. Woo! Thank, thank you, you, Omar. Yeah. All right. Bye. Have a good one.